0: Hi and welcome to another episode of Can't Stop the Growth. I'm your host Chad Peterman and today in part two of a two-part episode entitled Six Fatal Flaws of Leadership, we'll be talking about the last half of the fatal flaws. So flaw four through six and how it relates to leadership. I got these flaws from John Maxwell and his teachings. Again, if you've listened at all, you probably know that I'm a huge fan of Maxwell and all of his teachings. This was taken from a future leaders meeting we had here at Peterman Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. And uh, without further ado, we'll jump on into the audio. Hope you enjoy. The fourth flaw that he talks about is the uh, lack of flexibility. So to me, this is, if I looked at all of them, this is one that I think is extremely important. They're all important, but I kind of lean towards this one. I'm not sure why, but I I, I really, this one resonates with me. So lack of flexibility. So we've all probably been around or, um, you know, been led by or whatever it is, someone who's just very inflexible. Like it's like this way or the highway. And John has a quote in here that, I feel like I wanna put on the wall of the new building somewhere, is great leaders are not restricted by the way things have always been done. Their leadership is a continuing search for the best way, not the familiar way. I love that. That's a reminder right there. Comfort zone's a great place, right? Comfort zone, Been doing this a while, know what I'm doing. But leadership is always changing. Why is it always changing? Because everything can get a little bit better. As you develop those people on your team, you're going to have to change. Because as they get better, they're going to be collaborating. They're going to be coming up with ideas. You better be getting better too and at the same time, being flexible to they may discover something that I didn't even think about, just simply because of their position and, and wherever that that problem is. You know, I talked about it a little bit yesterday, and I sometimes talk talk with people, and I'll bring a new idea, and, and this is I I get it. I'm the idea, like I'll. Take stuff, and there isn't anything that I believe that cannot be done. Especially in this business, uh, someone is always doing something a little bit better than we're doing it. So how do we take that and then and then layer it on? And I think I mentioned yesterday in the uh, at the board meeting, you know, I think people get frustrated around here because we are always changing, yet we're successful. So it seems weird, like counterintuitive. And I think there's more pushback sometimes on things that we're changing because it's like this way worked, but this way may work better. But we don't know. Granted, yeah, we don't. We never tried it. But they're doing it. It seems to be working pretty well. Can we give it a try? We can always go back to the way we were doing it. But if we're not constantly changing, not constantly trying things new ways, always resting on, well, this way works, get it. But I can tell you, for those of you that have been with us a while, you know that we operate almost completely different, darn near, than we did last year. Maybe six months ago. But being flexible is what allows you to keep improving, to keep growing, to keep your options open. Hey guys, if you find a better way, let me know. I mean, there there may be one out there. Because there again, it goes back to are you above or below the line? Are you committed to being right? Are you committed to the way we've always done it is the right way? Or are you committed to always staying open to there may be a better way. I mean, being part of NextStar, you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it as, "Oh my god, there's a lot of great companies out there, but well, you know, we're not doing it that way. We just do it this way." Or I've always taken the approach of, "Well, I mean, shoot, if it works for them, it may work for us. Let's give it a shot." I mean, our way works, but they seem to be having a lot of success too, and if I think about it, that may be that may actually get us a little bit more out of it. And it's all those little things. I've talked with people before, and they're like, you know, we'll be sitting there, and well, we're growing it. You know, I think we came out of January at like growing like 32 percent, and we had a call yesterday with our business coach, and it was like, I felt bad for some people in there. I mean, like, but it was the greatest thing ever. Because he was literally picking apart everything that we were doing. Like, yeah, good, but that's not great. You could probably fix that. I mean, we came out of there with, like, pages of notes on things that we could get better at. And it's not like we need, like, a life raft, like, to keep this thing going. We're heading in the right direction. we got some really great people. But I think that's what excited me most about that conversation. While... Most of the people were sitting there with their head in their hands like, oh, this couldn't get any worse. Uh, the thing that excited me was that we have quite a few flexible people here and that we're not going to come out of that meeting and go, ah, well, you know, we're doing fine. So, it, you know, that's a great suggestion, but we're just going to keep on going this way. No, we're going to try that stuff. We're going to try to get better. That's the fun part. That's learning, every day. And when you open yourself up to learning, a lot of things can happen. A lot of good things can happen. The fifth flaw he talks about is unable to meet goals consistently. And so I listened to this one. It didn't make sense to me at first. I was like, well, okay, I kind of get that. And then the two gentlemen went on to kind of talk, and then it started to make sense for me. So. I kind of connected the inability or unable to meet goals consistently to more than likely this one spawns out of a flaw, one of the other flaws that we may have. When we're not flexible, when we're insensitive to others, when we betray trust, when we're not working to develop our people, more often than not, We're not able to hit our goals and more importantly who are the people that are actually going to get us to our goal? Our people aren't hitting their goals and hitting goals comes back uh, kind of full circle to what I kind of started off with is that feedback piece. Do they know what winning the day looks like? Do they know what a great conversation with a customer looks like? I can tell you in the conversations that I've had this week, there's a lot, of, a lot of guys on our team that don't know what a great conversation looks like. Not doing anything wrong, they're just doing what they know how to do, but how do we help them? How do we dive in and really discover what it is that they need help with? If we aren't hitting our goals, do we know where to look? Are we sitting there blaming Things we can't control, or are we focusing on the things we can control? That's the key for me. We're not going to hit our goal every time. That's fine. We set pretty high goals. If we didn't set the high goal, we set low goals. Yeah, we could celebrate all the time, but we also wouldn't know what's possible. So I love setting high goals. And it's all right if we don't hit them. But the key is, if we're not, are we working on the things that are going to eventually get us there? Our business is a brutal one. It's brutal because it goes like this. And so it's very, very easy to in those low, those low months to just get caught up in, oh my God, this guy's falling. This isn't good. We're not gonna hit it. Didn't get any help from the weather. Didn't didn't get the leads we need very easy to get down in that and to me that's the real flaw that we could sometimes fall into is we allow the not hitting the goal to drag us down and to then start acting on some of these other flaws focusing on the things we can't control or in those times of not hitting the goals are we working just relentlessly to figure out how maybe not this month but by God next month we are going to be ready. We are getting things in place. You know, it's not going great, but we're having the conversations. We're working daily. We're touching as many people as we humanly possibly can to get them better today than they were yesterday. We're just working at it, and we're working through this because eventually it will break. Eventually we will break through. If we're working on all the right things, we have the flaws center in our mind, and we know Stray away from these. Be sensitive to others. Build the trust. Develop them. Be flexible. When we're doing those things, hitting the goals will come. Goals are not concrete. They're a measure out there. That's what we're striving towards. But we can't get down on ourselves if we don't get there. That's all right but are we doing the things that will get us there? That's the key. The last one that he talks about is the inability to think strategically. So as a leader, it is incredibly uh, important to see the big picture. Where I see a young leaders, people who are just coming into it, where they struggle is not being, able to set, not being able to see how their action may have a ripple effect throughout the people that they lead. And so, to me, one of the things we can always do, um, and uh, there's a number of people who do this, is you know, there's always that uh, there's always that instinct reaction. Someone does something wrong, I want to jump on them, you know. Hey, someone does uh, follows the wrong process, I'm going to jump down, you know, I'm going to call them right now. Um, But how do we see the big picture? And I think the most important tool in seeing the big picture is, as we've talked, being able to ask great questions. That will allow us to see the big picture because the big picture is not the problem at hand. That's not seeing the big picture. Seeing the big picture involves working on the solution. There's plenty of problems. We're going to run into some today. That's fine. But what's the big picture? The big picture is just getting better today. So as we run into things, that's okay. But how do we get better from that? How do we open ourselves up to learn from that? When we can really adopt that mindset that there's nothing that's going wrong, it's just an opportunity to learn. I know that sounds cliche, but I'm telling you, it's the best way. Like if you want to avoid frustration and lower stress, view your problems as, hey, well, we can really learn from this. It helps. Because if you view your problems as problems, it's gonna be, that's going to be a, not a great existence. I'm telling you. Always be thinking, how do my actions, how does this particular policy we're going to roll out, how does it affect each and every person that it's going to touch? And as your team grows bigger, that process gets lengthier. Okay, how are we going to roll this out? Well, what's this person going to think? Well, what's this person going to think? Well, what's this person going to think? You know, strategies that I've always found when it comes to seeing the big picture is working to get people that have influence on your team, pulling them aside, rolling it out, allowing them to understand that we're working together at this, rather than just barging into the meeting and laying down a piece of paper and reading through it and saying, hey, this is what we're going to do now. Okay. That's going to be, I mean, I've seen it happen and it makes literally me cringe. I, mean, I want to fall out of my chair, but there again, we've got to learn from it. Now, the best way to learn from it sometimes is to go do it and watch, watch the, if it's not too catastrophic, just watch it kind of not go great. And then how do we learn? What could we have done to make that roll out a little bit smoother? I had a conversation yesterday I was stuck in traffic um, about uh, you know, okay, here's something we want to do. Okay, well, how would we go about getting their buy-in? How would we go about getting them to maybe see it from our perspective? Okay, well, let's think about that and then we'll gather up and then we'll come up with a plan. That's being flexible. That's being sensitive to others. That's helping develop your people. Maybe they don't see the problem you're trying to solve. Simply because why would they? I mean that's not it's not really their problem. But they're going to have to help you solve it. They're going to be involved in solving it. So how do we get that buy-in from our team? To me, that's seeing the big picture. When you can step back and you understand that I've got to get this accepted by everybody. I can't just tell everybody that this is the way it's gonna be. He he kind of wraps up in, in the second part of this, it's a two-part um, podcast, and talks about as we are taking inventory of these potential flaws as we're navigating kind of our leadership journey, kind of our journey through our life, you know, what, what could stop us? So not, not necessarily flaws, but what are those things as we go on our leadership journey that could, you know, really stop us from continuing to climb, you know, they always call it kind of the, the corporate ladder or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, if I want to move up, if I want to grow, if I want to take on more responsibility, um, what are those things that could stop me? one of those things that could you know hinder me from being successful one of the uh, ones that's I've been harping on here recently as we put more field support in with our with our service teams um, and then also my conversations with these young guys who want to be leaders and want to take positions and things like that is taking inventory of our strengths and understanding that as we move into a different position as we potentially move into a uh, more formalized leadership position your strengths can ultimately become a weakness what do I mean by that so the analogy i've been using and I kind of like this i've been using it with guys is that you know you you got you got your tool belt you know we're technicians they i'm not but the people I'm talking to, they know how to work on stuff. I don't, um, but they've got, you know, they've got their tool belt. They've got all their tools. They've got their, you know, they got their gauges. They got their, you know, uh, torches and all the, They got all this stuff. They got all this stuff. And a lot of times you see it like, well, I've been doing this for five, ten years. I got all my stuff. Like I know everything there is know about plumbing, or I know everything there is know about heating. I'm very all this good stuff. And my question to them is Well, that's wonderful and that's going to serve you well. Uh, You know, having that technical piece is going to be huge. Um, But what's going to be more important is what tools do you have in your leadership tool belt? Kind of catches them off guard. I can understand. Um, But what tools are you going to put in your leadership tool belt? Because ultimately leadership is key, if you want to move, if you want to grow, leadership is what it's all about. That's the key to everything. There are plenty of people leading and having people follow them that don't quite have the technical expertise that others have that they may be leading. That's perfectly fine. What's a great, uh, what's a great thing to have in that situation? Flexibility. I may want to do something this way but the really technical guy tells me you can't do it like that. It can't be done in that amount of time. Okay, well, we need to come up with a new plan. That's all right. But understanding what skills you need to develop to move is key. Because if we just rely on the skills that we are developing in our current role, they will eventually become a weakness. And they will become a weakness Not the skills themselves, but the lack of understanding that you need new skills. The never developing those other skills is what will ultimately make your strengths that you focused 100% of your time on, make those your downfall. You know, the other thing that he talks about is the, the success goes to our head. And I talked about, I touched on this a little bit earlier in that we have to understand that even when we reach a leadership position, even when we reach that, hey, I moved up, so on and so forth, the, the importance of continuing to develop ourselves. I, I cannot stress it enough. It, if you are not working to become a better leader, your time in a leadership role is, it, it has an expiration date. I don't know when that is could be 10 years from now it could be two years from now. I don't know when that is but so long as you can continue to develop those skills so long as you continue to work on your own self you'll there is no expiration date but we always have to be working on ourselves. Obviously as you kind of listen to this. You kind of listen to these flaws. I'm sure everyone could probably paint themselves and, you know, at least a couple of them. Like, oh yeah, I've been guilty of that. You know, <laughs> I've done that before. You know, I, uh, me personally, I've, I've done them all. But the key, as I said at the outset, is knowing that they're there. Not getting too high on our own supply, as they say. Knowing that There's a possibility that I could drift into one of these flaws. I could take my eye off the ball and be insensitive to others. I could sometimes betray trust if I go about things the wrong way. There's a possibility that I may focus on the wrong thing instead of developing my people. I may be inflexible on things that I've done for a long time and they've worked. I may, be able, I may be unable to hit goals because I've never set goals for my people. And I sometimes may not think about the big picture. Guess what? That's okay. It's perfectly fine. So long as you're willing to work on it. So long as you're willing to say, you know what, that's not the best way, let me work on finding a better way. No one's perfect and leadership is not a perfect science, but I can tell you one of the keys to leadership is understanding where you can fall off the bus and then how to pull yourself back on. It won't be perfect, but I think that's where I told you I gravitated towards the lack of flexibility. And I think that the reason is, is because ultimately being flexible allows us to shift from I'm flawed right now to I'm not. And that's what I love about leadership, because there's plenty of times, there's plenty of times this week where I haven't been the best leader, I mean I can tell you that, yeah. There's been, a, there's been a lot. There may be a time today when I'm not the best leader. I don't see the bigger picture. I'm insensitive to somebody. But I've gotta take inventory of where I'm at, what I'm doing, and work to get better. That's continually working on yourself. You'll get there, but it's important to understand that you will fall off sometimes, and that's okay. We're all working to get better. So long as you're making the effort to continue to progress, you will progress.